Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm good, man. You good? Giggity, giggity. Uh, am I starting? Yep. All right. This is Joshua. Hey, what's up? This is Dave. What's going on? This is Brandon. And you're now tuned in to PVD Horror. And you're now tuned in to PVD Horror. This is Dallas Jackson, the writer-director of Thriller on Netflix. Welcome to Sudden Death on Netflix. And you're listening to the PVD Horror Podcast. Hey, what's good, everybody? You are listening to episode five of the PVD Horror Podcast. We are about to just dive right in, and we got something right, real hot off the press right here. We got the brand new Never Hike in the Snow film that we want to talk about first. We're talking about the movie from Womp Stomp and Vincent DeSanti. Uh, Brandon, Josh, tell me, what'd you guys think? I thought it was done really well. We, uh, like we, we talked about before, we had that event back in, in Revival. You know, we did the double feature, so it was cool. We were able to sit down with Vincent and, you know, go over all the uh, upcoming upcoming projects he had. And so we were able to talk about this film and then now just seeing it, like, finished and complete, man, I think it's awesome. And like we talked about last time, you know, with the whole situation going on with the Friday the 13th uh, series, you know, with the legal battles, hopefully everything just spins off and then just gets right back on track where they left off. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I really liked it. Uh, I'm really glad he he went um, a little different direction. Uh, last time it was a guy, uh, basically one star through the whole thing, and that was really cool. And this time he really broadened it, and it was it was even better that Tommy Jarvis was in it. Um, like I heard that he was in it, but I I didn't think of it. And uh, I mean, you can't say Tommy Jarvis, but they did say something else like Mr. Jarvis or something, I think. And it was just really cool to see that. Um, that was real awesome. That I was like, oh, man, and I got super excited. Yeah. Uh, so to bring that back, uh, sounds like they're going to be, or it looked, looks like it's building up to maybe another one after that, like another one. Or uh, I, I really hope he gets a show, you know, Um I would, yeah, I would yeah. love to see him do a weekly thing with that, right? Because yeah. he, I mean, that was really well done uh, for yeah, a fan yeah. film. That was real good. So agreed, agreed. I was, yeah, I'm in the same line as you, Josh. Like, I feel like this is just setting up more to come. And um, you know, I, I, I think Brandon and I, I talked before this a little bit, and we were kind of saying like, oh man, I was so much shorter than I was expecting. Um, but it feels like we're just setting up for something and I'm like really excited to see what that's going to be. The opening scene in this for everybody who, I hope everybody gets a chance to watch this. I think you guys will all be in agreement. Like that was pretty awesome. Like for, you know, for, uh, you know, a fan film quote unquote, like, I mean, this guy knocks it out of the park, dude. His quality and his and what he's doing is amazing. And just watching like the the thought he put into that kill was was pretty cool. So I am a huge fan yeah. of you know what he's doing, the you know, the quality that he's putting out there. Uh this is like, you know, he's he's really raising the bar for what you what to expect from these fan films. Um, Brandon, so uh remind yeah, me again, the, the guy in the opening scene, um, what what was his name? And I know he's the oddest of the odd uh, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, Cortland. So yeah, he's from from Oddest of the Odd. So if you guys haven't heard of Oddest of the Odd, you know they're a group of um, guys that just come up with these cool little short films. You know they have a YouTube page, and so and seeing these two guys just come together and clash, and then just never hike in the snow. You know, I thought I think it's really cool. You know. So yeah, no, this is this is great. I definitely think yep. you know there's a lot of good things to come from this. And I think this is like, this is a awesome first step for like, after that whole, like, you know, the, all the, the lawsuit issue shit. Yeah. Uh, before we go like on to said, the next thing, uh, I just wanted to give a shout out to, uh, Vincent's parents, uh, who showed up at <laughs> yeah. our horror movie night. Yeah. They were awesome. And they didn't even tell us until the yeah. very end. Yeah. And, uh, I was, I was chatting it up with them all night. Mm-hmm. And, uh, man, they were so awesome. And, uh, yeah. So shout out to them. Yeah. That yeah. Was- that was pretty funny. Cause, uh, you know, they, we did a raffle and 
Vin had uh, supplied us with like shirts and DVDs and you know, I should say Blu-rays, but like a bunch of like merch. Oh, and it was a winter hat. And um, his parents yeah. ended up winning a bunch of that stuff. And at the very end, his mom ended up giving out, giving away like most of the stuff she won. But I, I can't remember if it was the hat. I think it was the winter hat. She goes, but I'm going to yeah, keep this one because yeah, he didn't give me one of these already. <laughs> and, yeah. and the funny thing is they came to our event to watch that and they didn't tell him, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious because we, <laughs> we had met with him to set it up and like get approved. Like we wanted him to like give us the okay to do this. And yeah. he did that. And, you know, so we, we set the event up and his parents didn't know. They just saw it in like a newspaper. I guess it was like, I don't know where exactly they saw it, but they saw it somewhere, decided to check it out. And they were going to like send, like tell them they went later. Um, so yeah, I, I just thought the whole thing was like small world Rhode Island, Rhode Island's tiny um, coincidence, but you know, pretty funny. All right. So, <laughs> so uh, moving on. So yeah, definitely um, everybody check on uh, never hike in the snow. You can check it out on YouTube. Uh, definitely worth the 25 to 27 minutes. Um, it's well invested. So uh, we want to move on to some horror news. So Brandon, gonna fill us in what's going on in the horror world. Yeah, we got some new hard, um, some hard news that was uh, kind of posted today. Uh, if you're a big fan of Dexter, get ready. Oh, yeah. He's coming back. He's coming back for a limited series. I think it's 10 episodes for Showtime. So um, I know a lot of people weren't happy the way it ended and everything like that. So yeah, I'm going to take back it a for, step like, further, a dude. Special. I'm going to take it a step further. Yeah. I wasn't happy with the way the last like two seasons went. Uh, did you Did you guys yeah. watch Dexter at all? No, I watched the first like the first few seasons of it. Yeah, I liked it, and then I just had too many other shows going on, and so I never finished it. Something I'm gonna go back and you know finish up. But I, I definitely I liked absolutely it. loved that show. Like there was a a season with um, what's the dude from Raising Cain? Uh, John Lithgow. There was a season with him. There was mm-hmm. a season with um Tom Hanks' son, which I can't remember his first name. And those seasons were awesome. Uh, absolutely, like was like engrossed in that show for a while and then like i don't know it just it just kind of fell off after a while because it just felt kind of repetitive and it just yeah. like it needed to end sooner so the last couple of seasons i, I kind of fell off i don't even think i finished it actually but you know with that being said i did i definitely would give you know this limited release a try i guess and see what they're going to go with here and then also amazon is set to uh produce because they, they set to produce uh, a new I Know What You Did Last Summer like show, little series. And um, I know the CW was also working on getting the Lost Boys. What do you guys think about the whole, uh, what all these big films being turned into like uh, little TV series? Well, I'll let you start, I like guys. TV series too much. Like I, I watch a couple of TV series with my wife here and there, but I got to be honest, uh, most of the time there's, the TV shows I watch, they go, they go, they go. And I'm like, man, this is just jumping the shark. And uh, it happens a lot more in horror than I wish. Wait, Josh, you said it's it's jumping the shark. You love sharks. Yeah, I just don't <laughs> like it when they're jumped. Uh, I don't like the fonts jumping the shark, all right? You only like your sharks with Santa hats on. That's right. Santa Joys? <laughs> or, oh. or coming off of a guy's <laughs> penis. Oh, God. <laughs> Come on, dude. There we go. There we go. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, no, so, hard news, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, nah, so um, you know what though? I, I feel like James Wan has a huge following. You know, there's plenty of people who are sick of his films, but then there's plenty of people who absolutely love those things. I don't know. It depends what it ends up what it's what it's on and like what it looks like for for me to decide. Because if it's if it just looks like some like teen show, I'm probably not gonna end up watching it. I always tell myself like I'm going to get around to certain things and I just never do. Cause they just don't entice me. Like, I don't know how many times I told myself, um, you know, that Sabrina show that was on Netflix that are, people were yep. like saying was really good. I was like, yeah, I'll give it a try. I, give, I never watched it. Uh, you know, in, in reality, I'm never probably going to end up getting to it. I don't know. It, like the teen drama stuff. I can't really, I can't really do right now, but we'll see. We'll see what it looks like when it comes out. Maybe, yeah. maybe all right. Nah, I got one more thing and I'm pretty, sure josh would appreciate this um if you're a big fan of trimmers they just released a new uh 30 minute documentary on youtube of the first film and so it's called trimmers making perfection 
So I was able to uh, watch watch a little bit of it. You know, you have Kevin Bacon and everybody in there from the cast talking about the film and, you know, just all the things that we would always talk about, you know, how Kevin Bacon would always kind of be like, oh, shit, my career is going to hell in a handbasket because I'm doing like film, I'm doing horror films now. Like when he had done um, Friday, Friday the 13th. the 13th and then Tremors. And so, so it's like, you know, he always kind of looked down on those films. And so it's kind of funny just seeing him now in a documentary just talking about that uh, Tremors. And then I know, Josh, like I said, you were a big fan. There was something that you and Max watched all the time. and something Yeah, you that's uh, it's one of my faves. The whole series, man. So I, I loved every single one. <laughs> yeah. of them. You know, not, not, not to, you know, poke funny at Josh, but like when I think of the Tremor series, like it pretty much represents you as a person. Like it just slowly <laughs> goes downhill. <laughs> it's cheesier and cheesier. And those are totally your movies. Um, Thanks, Dave. You saying I'm going downhill? <laughs> I meant more like your taste in movies, but if you want to go there too, I guess. <laughs> No, like I thought about like the last Tremors movie was like so cheesy. I thought but we were friends, Dave. Shit. I thought we were friends. <laughs> See, like when you started that this, wraps you, it you, up for horror like, news. <laughs> you like Tremors, which is like a decent movie, and then you slowly, slowly went down to Ice Age or whatever the fuck that was. All right. Spicy. <laughs> so what's up next? <laughs> hey, that brings us to Sunday streaming, right? No. Yeah. I mean, yes. <laughs> way to follow the script just messing dude. with you dude Sunday streams, oh, wait a minute. Streams, yours is on first Dave oh cool cool oh yeah yeah it is Sunday streams then if I get to talk alright so I don't have much to say about this film but I'm glad Josh knows a little bit about it so my Sunday streaming pick was, was like three weeks ago it was the movie Jack O this is a movie that was made in the 80s and I cannot remember what year exactly um, it was a trash movie, if you ask me my opinion, uh, but it did have Linnea Quigley in it, which is cool. Um, that does give it like one uh, step up in my book. However, this is totally a, you know, a Josh movie right here. This is not something I really wanted to watch. Um, I wanted to like it because I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> It's funny that you say that because I know so much about this movie. I was like, oh, I can't believe Dave watched this. That's so awesome. It's funny. Yeah, it's funny because I, I tried turning it on, checking it out, and I'm like, yeah, no. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. I, I looked at the poster, and I was like, oh, man, this is going to be the best movie to like get into the ha- uh, Halloween spirit with. I was like, it was, you know, I'm trying so, to like, get myself into it. And I started watching. I was like, what the hell is this crap? Um, yeah. And then I, in my head, I, the whole time I'm watching, I'm like, this sucks, this sucks. Josh, definitely watch this. And then I asked him <laughs> today, as we we're preparing for this, and guess what, everyone? Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, so this actually came out in the mid-90s. Oh, it was um, mid-90s, I said 80s. I don't yeah, know. yeah, but, it, but the, the funny thing is, uh, it's legendary. And it's legendary for two reasons. Number one, it was uh, John Carradine was in it, and yeah. he died in 1998 or 1988. Not uh, so he died like literally five or like seven, something like that. Like he died years and years before this movie was made. So it was his last on-screen performance, even though he died like seven years <laughs> before the movie was released. So that's pretty, uh, that's pretty amazing. Um, it was actually released two years after it was made. I think it was made in 93 and released in 95. Uh, the writer and the director hated each other. Um, I actually, somebody said they, they did a documentary on it or they did a, whatever they do with the Blu-ray when they interview them or whatever. And they talk over the film and they were fighting and walked out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the big thing is uh, Tim Burton actually came forward and said that uh, Jack was based on this character, Jack O. So Jack Skeleton was based on Jack O. So Tim Come Burton on, liked dude. it. So if Tim Burton liked it, uh, Mr. Horror Snob. <laughs> on, Josh approves of it if Tim Burton likes it. That's it. If Tim Burton, like everyone loves uh, Jack Skeleton, 
but nobody likes Jacko, so there you go. <laughs> so you that that's all I got on that film. All right, let me ask you, did you like it? No. Oh, all right. Are you being honest? Are you being honest with us right now? Yeah, it, uh, it started out good. Some of the kills were good, but it was it was really like wishy washy with the. It's a slasher, but it's um, supernatural and like there was uh, I don't know. It felt like uh, it felt like I was watching um, I don't know American Horror Story where they have like nine thousand things at once going on and you're only. Oh, really... dude, that's so weird. I heard American Horror Story was based on Jacko. <laughs> <laughs> Could be. Could be. Oh yeah. It wasn't the no. best. No, so anyway, yeah. Uh, and that that you know, are you all done with that, Dave? Because uh, Josh, you know what? I spent five minutes talking about it, and it's five minutes too many. <laughs> you <laughs> I can go. Post it for then, man. Come on, that was great. Oh, I will say, I will say. Let me just say one last thing about Jacko. The poster art for Jacko is the only good thing about it. It has a yeah, cool cover. It has yeah, a cool cover. and and I uh, see, hence Jack Skeleton. So there you go. Um, which goes into my next movie, totally not related whatsoever, which was Deliria, um, uh, released here as Stage Fright. Uh, it's an Italian film, one of Dave's Giallo films. <laughs> giallo. Is this considered a Giallo? Is this giallo. considered a Giallo? It is. Uh, it oh, is cool. actually. I was I was heavily into these uh, in the nineties, and uh, Michelle. How into it were you? Uh, too much, too much. Um, <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> but all that. these Italian films—they're really cool uh, because all the actors are in every other Italian horror film. Um, and uh, this was the first directorial debut of Michel Savani, uh, and he was the understudy of um diorio argento he was like his understudy and this was his first solo project and he had done a bunch of stuff he worked on delamorti delamore which is another one of my favorites the church um he acted in like opera uh, and a nightmare before christmas we're off that topic dave come on (laughs) my bad (laughs) (laughs) my bad my bad yeah, and it, and it gets better. Uh, this film in particular, you know, you watch it and all these girls are running around in their bras and underwears through the whole thing. And it doesn't really make sense why until you realize that George Easterman wrote it. Uh, I don't know if that rings a bell with you guys, but he acted in such classics as uh, Erotic Nights of the Living Dead and Porno Holocaust. He was uh-huh. that guy who would just write himself uh, into movies so he could have sex with hot chicks pretty much. Um, so yeah, George Easterman wrote it and and they were probably supposed to be naked for the whole movie, but they put bra and underwear on him. So George Easterman is a, he's a messed up Italian dude who just trying to get that R rating. Oh, well he had the X rating on everything. He really pushed it to, uh, you know, porno Holocaust is legit. Like, you know, porn you know so uh he he really pushed that film uh as far as he could go so everything he touches is kind of sleazy but this film was very beautiful the killer was cool uh you did a post about the killer right i did i did i did um my profile of a killer because he is a cool bird man so why not right yeah, he's he was it, it was like this film was probably one of the better uh like films to come out of Italy, not as good as Della Morte Delamore, but uh it's a standalone film and it's pretty solid. The story is pretty good, oh, the acting yeah. was pretty good. Um Irving Wallace was awesome. Like he's you know, where's the bird head, so it was pretty cool. Yeah, so with my choice, I had to pick the 1989 film, The Terror Within. So if you're a big fan of Alien, uh, you're going to hate this film. You know, so I kind of <laughs> picked this film off. I found, it, I found it on Tubi. I found it on Tubi. And so um, I was sitting there watching this film. I'm like, damn, I'm, I, I don't really don't like this film that much, but I'm pretty sure Josh will love it. 
And so, like, yeah, this could probably be one of his it's so bad, it's good films. So, like, I'm sitting there watching this movie and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on with this film? And it's like, it's like alien, it's like aliens, but it's like mixed with like gargoyles. So, like, every like fucking 10 minutes of the film, they're saying, it's a gargoyle, gargoyles are coming. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? And then, so, like, at the end, it has like a big payoff. It has this like creepy looking gargoyle monster, it kind of looks like pumpkin head a little bit. And so, uh, you know, I had checked out, uh, was it Letterbox? Yeah. Uh, the app that we use. And I was sitting there, I'm like, let me, let me see what people think about this fucking film. <laughs> and so, you know, people fucking hate it. And there's some people that love it. Um, but there were some people talking about it. It's like a film that's based on like being in space. And then when it's like they're in this big bunker but they're like on land and so it's like what the fuck like is this film supposed to be in space or whatever and they're like running around outside and it's 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 a weird film but i'm pretty sure josh will love it so if you guys haven't checked it out yet josh i'm pretty sure it'll probably be one of your fucking favorite films ever made uh it actually was not my favorite film (laughs) the it's uh the acting was pretty stale of course of course (laughs) Okay. I got the VHS, dude. Um, oh, you got the VHS <laughs> collection, <laughs> collected series. <laughs> <That's sick. laughs> the monsters look cool, like the or the gargoyles, as they call autographed them. Autographed by the gargoyle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was autographed by the blonde hair guy with the spiked hair, the one that had the dog. My daughter came out. She's like, "He's cute." Our, I'm like, the hell out of here. Yeah, that was a terrible. I think our streaming Sundays are gonna turn into Josh's. So bad, it's good. <laughs> I know, I know. It it honestly like kind of is <laughs> in a way. Yeah. Um, it's funny that like all three of these like the I have uh, on some form. Oh, actually, I don't have the VHS of Jacko anymore. It got stolen. Wait, you have the VHS of uh, Stage Fright? Yeah. Who? Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! So someone stole Jacko. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gotta get my who hand on Jacko. Who the fuck's gonna steal that? Uh, you know what? Like, I, I mean, don't know. somebody stole it though. Who? Who would like? Uh, honestly, uh, come on. I, I uh, had Jacko, the only one I'm missing from my collection. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. But speaking of so get, bad, it's good. No, wait, 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 Josh, Josh. Um, we we totally forgot to say where our films were streaming. So Jacko. Is on Amazon Prime. Oh, uh, Stage Fright! I actually found that on YouTube, um, and uh, I I watched it again on YouTube. I didn't even break out the VHS. Stage Fright so. is also on Shutter, I believe. If if not, oh, else. see, I don't have Shutter, so I go for the other. Josh, one. you have Shutter. Oh, I have Shutter. See, I have Shutter. Yes, we have Shutter. <laughs> Come on, man! Don't. Oh, why am I not logged into this? Why don't you guys tell me this stuff? I just found out like yesterday that if you do an Instagram story and you pull the music away, it doesn't have to. Yeah, show. you can also do that with the hashtag. So please don't put the hashtag in the middle of the story. What? You could do that? <laughs> oh my god! Why are you guys telling me this? <laughs> See, you're on the um, social media. Me, not so much. All right. Uh, oh yeah, you're not on social media. So can you do your uh, weekly so bad it's good post? Yes. <laughs> See, I started to, and then you guys totally threw me under the bus <laughs> uh so the first one was chopper chicks in zombie town this is a trauma movie I, yeah i would I say love it. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. a trauma movie uh it's real bad but it's got some really like famous actresses in it i can't think of them offhand um Roshan? yeah i think she was in it yeah she's um, in like i feel like she's in so many trauma movies though Oh, she's in like every Z-grade horror movie that was ever made. But this one was pretty cool. The Chopper Chicks were a tough gang. Everyone hated them, and then zombies came out, and uh, then they all loved them because they fought the zombies. That's pretty much it. Uh, the zombies look a big tale, really. Yeah, I mean, the zombies look like they just fell in a cosmetic store. Like, uh, they looked terrible. But uh, it was funny uh, at the time. That I watched it, you know, I'm going back to the early 90s. Uh, I did roll out my VHS a couple weeks ago, which made, prompted me to make the post. Cool. Uh, it's one of those, it's like a car crash. You just have to watch it. So yeah. I assume you guys haven't seen it. 
you know, you'd be assuming correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, so, I mean, I'm not going to lie. I'm a, I, I went through a phase of loving trauma movies. So like that was like my thing. I, you know, I tried to get into as many as possible. So, you know, from like, um, what is it? Uh, redneck zombies, all the, like, you know, around that time. And I just fell off. Like it fell off for me. Like I kind of lost my, my zeal with all the, uh, the trauma movies, but you know, I still have a little soft spot for them. So, you know, I'd be willing to check some of them out. Yeah. I go in and out with them. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Brandon killer condom. Killer condom. The fucking worst movie ever fucking made. <laughs> all set. Don't put that on in my house. How about, hey Josh, you ever seen hanger? No, I got a, I got a so bad is good for you. Dave throwing out some for me. Look at that. All right, I'll tell you about uh, it later. And then uh, it. I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything about it. Oh, please don't. Please don't. Just uh, email, mail me the bootleg copy. You can just leave it under my doormat. <laughs> uh, that's usually where I get my bootleg movies. All right. Uh, that's where I got Toxic Zombies. Cool. Uh, I actually ordered the uncut version of that uh, from the overseas bootleg company, Midnight Video. Um, one of the best shot on VHS movies ever. Uh, it's about some pot farmers and uh, the government crop dust them uh, to kill their crops. And then they end up covered in white powder and go absolutely berserk. The guy that flies the plane, like attacks his wife. Like it's a bizarre movie, but the uh, it's really gory for a shot on VHS $5 budget. Uh, the gore was great. The acting, obviously, not so much. The zombies look like turds, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> they do. It's terrible. Yeah. Like, throw some green paint on a guy and he's a zombie, you know, that kind of oh, thing. Yeah. Uh, but the premise of the movie was good. The blood and guts were good. And it's just one of those movies, like, it, it, it literally is. It's so terrible that I love it. Uh, and I've watched it numerous times. Like my bootleg VHS is wearing out at this point. It's just one of those movies I really love. Sounds like a treasure. It is. It, it is. It's a treasure. <laughs> I hope nobody steals it. I hope no one steals it from you, Josh. <laughs> you better not put it where Jacko was. <laughs> I got that one under lock and key. <laughs> All right, Josh. Well, it's under my yeah. pillow. No one's going to go there for it. That was a enlightening segment of so bad it's good, <laughs> and there was nothing good about those films from what you described. But I'm sure somebody will check them out. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Sorry, Josh. Those are, those were awesome, dude. Awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Everybody check them out because me and Brandon won't. Um, so moving on to beers and scares. <laughs> Um, the first one, the first one was, all right. So the movie's called Willow Creek. I'm going to talk about that in a second. The beer was called Great Divide Pumpkin Yeti. Great Divide is a brewery out of Denver, Colorado. Pumpkin Yeti is like, they have this Yeti beer that, so, all right. So I get to the freaking register with this one can, all right. One can of beer. The dude charges me $14. And I look at the dude, I say, you freaking kidding me? What? No, do you just charge me for a four pack of these? And he goes, no, that's for the can. I'm like, what? Mm. <laughs> so I go back, I get a manager. <laughs> she's like, no, that's the right price. Say, <laughs> <laughs> so hold on, wait but, a minute. Um, luckily, another can that I had was dented. <laughs> so they're like, I'll give that one to you for free. I'm like, all right, deal. Um, so I bought this $1 can. <laughs> I'm like, that's crazy. Uh, <laughs> Two for one. <laughs> these are like, I guess they're like barrel aged. I guess I, I'm, I'm assuming I, I forget the description of this. Cause this was like three weeks ago now. And I'm drunk all the time uh, these days. So everything <laughs> blends together. Um, but yeah, that's so I think happens it's when you go to the bucket, Dave. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. So this is a barrel, um, a stout, like I said, I think it's barrel aged, but I would have to double check on that. Um, but it's a pump. It had pumpkin spice flavor to it, so it's kind of like a pumpkin spice latte um, or some shit. 
super delicious. Um, a lot of coffee flavor to it. So very good. I would definitely recommend it, but not at $14 a can. So if you can get it for cheaper or get a friend to buy it and then you can that <laughs> <laughs> um, or, or, just, or just fucking dent the can. Yeah, dent the can. Drop it or actually no, bring, that, well, bring a tiny hammer and just, just lightly bang it while you're going to grab it out of the yeah, no, crazy though, crazy. Um, all right, so getting on to the movie though. All right, so we got Pumpkin Yeti, and then the movie. So I wanted something that had to do with like Bigfoot or Yetis or whatever. So I got this found footage film called Willow Creek. Um, really cool fact about this is it was created, it was directed by, I'm going to say his name wrong because I can't say it, Bobcat Gold, some gold stuff, <laughs> gold, gold. You guys know what I'm talking about? The guy from Gold Stuff. Gold Dust? Bobcat Goldthwait? Yes, yes. yes. Gold Dust make this film? <laughs> um, oh, I, I had no idea. Goldthwait was awesome. Uh, so I looked at it. I'm like, Bobcat directed this? This is bizarre. Because, I mean, all right. So, like, for younger people, you might not know that name. I'm, I'm urging you, Google his name and stand up, and you will see there is a stand-up on YouTube from him in, like, in his 20s, it was his first stand-up on David Letterman. He is criminally insane. Like, literally, he's, like, making bizarre noises. He's talking about murdering his girlfriend and being, um, you know, insanely depressed. He's absolutely insane, but he's, like, oddly hilarious. And the fact that he made this found footage film is so (laughs) weird. So weird. Um, I discovered two things while I was watching this. One was, while I find him very funny, I find him oddly sad. <laughs> so, like, I felt sad for him as I'm watching his stand-up. But the second thing is, I also realized, like, I kind of really, really like urban legends like Bigfoot and Loch Ness Monster and shit like that. So, like, um, mm-hmm. as I'm watching it, I'm like, I kind of actually love this. I would totally... So, the guy, a couple go on a road trip to find Bigfoot to go to where Bigfoot's like footage was originally filmed in, you know, this, this park, this in the woods, you know, the forest or whatever. Um, And when they get there, like they're kind of like urged to turn around, you know, it's a really touristy town or whatever. Everything is about town is about Bigfoot, but when they actually go to try to go to the filming location, people are telling them to turn around. They're kind of getting bullied and they decide they're going to go around everybody and like still do it anyway. And then, you know, as you guys can probably imagine, like Bigfoot or whatever it is, ends up like harassing them in the woods. And it's pretty freaking scary. Um, Not a whole lot happens in the film. But like, for me, it was more about like, I actually really would love to do what they did. Like, I don't know, going to a town that's all about Bigfoot or any of these urban legends sounds pretty cool. Um, I thought it was actually a pretty cool film for what it was. Like, it's it's like Blair Witch. sort of but like without like the payoff that Blair Witch gives you. I mean it was a small payoff but I don't think it like really met like to the criteria of Blair of like something like Blair Witch. Um so yeah that was well quick. Neither I'm assuming nice. you guys haven't seen this one, right? I have not watched all of it. I remember you recommended it to me and then I had put it on and then I got caught up with something and yeah. kind of shut it off. Yeah. It's another one that like if you're not a huge hor- like um found footage film person either you're probably going to find it kind of boring uh because there's a lot of setup the one thing i will say is like the couple that they got to uh, you know the, the actors that they got to play the couple were like likable and like they had good chemistry so like for me it was like kind of easy just to go along with them for this little ride of like you know exploring bigfoot and they started interviewing people so i thought they did a pretty good job for for what it was um all right so my second film uh so i got the ranger with Voodoo Ranger, Atomic Pumpkin. Um, so a lot of you guys are probably familiar with Voodoo Ranger beers um, from New Belgium Brewery. Um, this is like Voodoo Ranger is like a whole theme that they have going on. But this Atomic Pumpkin is like a spicy pumpkin. I think it has like, um, I think it's habanero uh, pepper added to the pumpkin ale. So it's got a little bit of kick to it. It's actually really good. Um you know, New Belgium is kind of like one that you can get at pretty much any store. Uh, so I wasn't expecting too much from it, but I thought it was like a nice little uh, variation of the normal pumpkin ale. Um, so I was in, I was definitely enjoying that. Um, but I went with the Voodoo Ranger because 
uh, I saw that it was Jeremy Holmes' um, birthday uh, that day. So Jeremy Holm is the the Ranger from the movie, the Shutter original, The Ranger, uh, that came out in 2018. So I thought the Voodoo Ranger was a nice little homage to him. So I wanted to like pay him that little shout out right there. So uh, for those of you who are not familiar, The Ranger is like about um, some kind of like misfit punks who uh get into some trouble in their hometown so they they decide to flee one of them has like a what is a cabin in the woods or something almost and um while they're there they end up getting terrorized by a park ranger who has a connection with one of them if i remember correctly um but yeah it's a, it, i mean it's a cool little film uh he but i think jeremy holmes does an amazing job as this ranger he's pretty terrifying and um intense which i think when you look at his face, you expect him to be intense. And then when he actually talks, he's actually a super nice guy. Uh, Brandon and I got the opportunity to meet him a couple of years ago. And I, I think we kind of like were immediately were taken back with like how super friendly this dude is. And um, he's kind of like the the type of person you want to meet at a convention or something because he actually wants to talk to people and wants to like, you're not just asking him questions, but then he starts asking you questions or whatever. So um, super nice guy, but. And, yeah, uh, cool I get, I mean, you know, you saw the the Ranger too, right? Yeah, it was a good film. Not bad. Yeah, it's streaming on Shutter. So if you guys haven't seen it, like Dave said, check it out. It's worth it's worth the watch. Josh, have you seen it? Uh, no, but the whole time you were talking, I was thinking of the porn star, but that was John Holmes, and it didn't occur to no. me until like it's, a it's, ago when you're like, "Oh, we met him," and I was like, "What?" And then yeah. I'm like, "Oh, it's <laughs> not him." No, it's it's Holm. It's H O L M. Wrong guy. Sorry. But <laughs> you I, would I, be do, uh, I do appreciate your uh, pumpkin ales. That's very uh, basic bitch of you, Dave. <laughs> 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 That's Not, all pumpkin, dude. I'm just going to stare at you right now, even though I can't see <laughs> you. Okay, I love it. Uh, you know what? I'm jealous because I don't drink. All right. Well, anyways, I got one more I'm going to do real quick. So... Stakeland is the film, um, and I met that with a Catskill Brewery Barkaboom Oktoberfest. So not a pumpkin beer, Josh. The reason why I, I chose this beer is because Stakeland was filmed uh, partly in Pennsylvania, but then partly in the Catskills of New York, which I have taken a couple of rides out to recently. Um, and it's you know it's a mountainous er- uh, area. There's been some nice foliage. There's a lot of uh, just run down shit over there. So it makes sense why they would film in that area. Um, but this was a pretty awesome Oktoberfest beer. I really, really enjoyed it. It's like super smooth. Um, that brewery is like really nice. And I wasn't really expecting any like amazing beers to come out of there, but I had a couple from this brewery, um, alone Catskill brewery and awesome. Awesome. I would definitely go back there. Um, I look forward to eventually going back there and Stakeland is one that, um, I know Brandon had recommends me like years and years ago. And I, I thought this movie was awesome. Um, it's got, um, what is his name? Nick D'Amico. Um, and then it's got Daniel Harris. It's like a vampire movie, but it's like, I don't know. It's gritty. It's like, it's got this like grit to it because you know, they're like, it's got a little bit of like end of the world type themes to it too. So I don't know, Brandon, can you help me a little bit with state plan? If you, if you recall it. Yeah. Um, I just actually watched uh, the first one again the other day. It's like a cool little um, vampire film, you know, nothing crazy, but it's definitely, um, what is it? Kind of like, like a student and a teacher type, kind of like yeah. type yeah. karate kid type, type film, but like vampires, like, um, when it comes on, you know, the kid loses his family and then, you know, uh, like you said, Nick kind of helps him out and he like takes him under their wing and tries to teach him like how to survive and everything like that. So it's a cool film. If you haven't seen it, definitely check it out. It's streaming. Yeah. Uh, I forgot what it's streaming on, but uh, yeah, I watched it the other night again. It's like one of, yeah, definitely one of my go-to films. Yeah. I, I think part two is on Shudder and I think part one is, I can't remember where it is. I've, I've seen it streaming somewhere. Um, but I also I like want to give him a little shout out. Um, the main guy, Nick, Nick D'Amico, if that's his, if that's how you say it. But like, he also did Mulberry Street, which I really liked. I, I might have talked about it mm-hmm. in one of our first podcasts. But like, you know, 
he's picking some cool horror movies to do. I, I know those are both older films now, but like, you know, mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind if that was my film catalog stake land. Like, you know, I would want to be proud of the movies that I do. And those are two really cool, like indie horror movies or like lower, like more like lesser known horror movie, but they're, like, they're really well done. So. Yeah. No, I'm actually impressed with your beer selection. Uh, I just never drank anything pumpkin in my life. Hey, I'm, I can't imagine that would be it's, good. They're good. And I just like uh, doing my best to connect them with these movies. Uh, some weeks I literally think about it for days. So like, <laughs> I got to say you, you matched them pretty well. Like the words, uh, they, they, they sound like the they best. go together. Good job, Dave. Good job. Thank you, thank you Josh. Went all the way to New York for you, Hooch, this week. I did. I did. <laughs> Look at none of that. None of that was in Woonsocket or Pawtucket. You guys should be proud of me. You know what? I went all the way to Vermont to get pie, so there we go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so uh, are we Are we on to the Slept On? Yeah, yeah. Let's get into some yeah. Slept On. Slept On Saturday. Yeah, uh, the Slept On Saturday. I, uh, love, so- I love doing these. Love it. Um, who's up first on these? I All can't right. see. So I'll, I'll go. I'll start it off. So Thanks, uh, Brandon. My pick for the Slept On Saturday. Well, oh, no problem. Uh, is a full moon feature again, you know, so we're going to run a run with the subspecies, uh, 1991 film, you know, definitely a slept on horror, um, vampire film, you know, Josh, you've seen it before, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was pretty badass. Yeah. So I know there's like, there's four films and they also have like a spinoff. So it wasn't bad. It's definitely a film that, like, if you if you like vampire films, definitely check it out. It's definitely slept on. It's, it was shot in Romania, so it has that that you know authentic feel. And I just thought it was just a full moon feature that was done well. So, Josh, what did you think about the, the other films? Did you see them, or did you just see the first one? I actually I saw all of them, but I don't remember mm-hmm. a lot of them. So they yeah. couldn't have been super good, and I hate to say that, but uh, yeah, the I don't know, I don't know. Like Radu was really cool, a, a yeah. really cool character, um, and the first one sticks out in my mind. And then I rewatched it when you posted it because I was like, oh, I forgot how good that was. And then mm-hmm. when I rewatched it, I was like, well, it's not as good as I remember. And I can't even remember the the next three. I I got them mixed up with Wishmaster, so that's my bad. Uh, no, okay. but yeah, th- this yeah. one uh, I I actually like. This was one of the ones I had on VHS a long time ago, and I used to watch it over and over. So it was a it was a pretty good pick mm-hmm. for me. Yeah, like I thought, like you know, with the special effects and everything like that, it was kind of cheesy. But like the little demons running around, like like the commu- um, computer animated stuff back then. So that was like 1991. But I thought that like the makeup and everything, the way that they made uh, Rado look was actually really cool. You know, so it always stuck out to me when I was younger, like the vampire film with the vampire with the long fingers. You know, so um, <laughs> the long fingers freaked me yeah. out, man. Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck is fucking fingers like fell off and shit and like became demons and shit. Yeah, it just has that that Romanian feel to it. It's like authentic uh, vampire film. Like you said, it's, it's definitely cheesy in certain ways, but it's definitely a slept on uh, vampire pick. So if you guys haven't seen it, check it out. I'll go next with my uh, slept on. I picked um, the 1977 film Rituals. It was also called The Creeper. Uh, it, I, I have it in a box set under the creeper. So it was, uh, <laughs> sometimes you get that mixed up with your homemade porns. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, I told you not to tell anybody. Uh, see, I pick on you for your hooch and you pick on my homemade porn. The, uh, we got a good thing going, Dave. <laughs> yes, we do. Yes, we do. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, Rituals uh, was about five doctors who went on a vacation every year. Uh, and this is probably one of the best backwoods killer movies ever. Really? Uh, 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's 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 paced kind of slow. It's got a slow burn, but then when it hits you, you're like, "What the fuck?" It it actually won some awards, and it's got some really good actors. Like I think Lawrence Dane is in this. He was good. Uh, Rob Robin Gimmel was in it. Um, Hal Holbrook, I think it was. He was in it, and he took up like a third of the budget. They they literally paid him almost a whole budget just to get him in the movie. Um, and uh, yeah, it was the acting was phenomenal. The story was phenomenal. Like the kills were phenomenal. Like they lit a guy on fire. Like the killer, he's um, an ex military. He's just all super messed up he lit a guy on fire one of the doctors and they they show him burning for like 30 minutes it was just insane so uh yeah it was great movie great movie and you know what it was it was re-released in the 80s under the creeper that's what it was Uh, that's why i have the creeper is it streaming anywhere i have no idea i have no idea i'm sure it is it was such a good movie um like it's it's one of those underground horror movies, but it won some awards, like legit awards, uh, because of all the name actors that were in it. So I'm pretty sure it would be streaming somewhere. Cool, dude. Um, you know if you're into backwoods, have you checked out the Wrong Turn movies yet? Or I know we talked about those a while ago, but like those are the best backwoods movies, as voted on by the followers during their follower pick of the week. Uh, you know what? And I approve of them. There was so. not one vote for rituals, so just saying. <laughs> That's why it's a slept on. Yeah, bring that out. Josh, good, yeah. good rebuttal, my good man. Oh, um, see that? I'm on my game. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're just getting defensive finally. <laughs> 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 chat on these. So I guess that's good too. I don't know. Cool. That brings us to uh, Monster Monday. That's me, right? It sure is. <laughs> I, forget, I can't even read what I have down. I'm sorry. I picked Komodo. Yeah, Komodo was a 90s film. Uh, it was super awesome. Uh, the, the the guy that made it, um, I can't think of his name offhand. I, I should probably take notes. You know what I mean? Um, the guy that made it, he wanted to do something that was realistic, uh, something that could actually happen. Um, I, I actually, I read an interview about it one time, I think it was in Fangora. And, uh, he said, you know, it'd be, it's cool when kids see this on TV and they're like, Hey mom, can this really happen? Yes, it can. Um, so that was pretty cool. Uh, basically there's an Island where Komodo dragons, uh, flip out and start eating people. Uh, they eat this kid's parents and he goes absolutely berserk. (laughs) Hey mom, can this really happen? Yes, yes, it can. It's um, like you know cool, what? Let's go to this island. Yeah, Komodo's a freaking <laughs> huge dude in real, like real life. They're they're legit huge. He well, made them obviously a little bigger uh, for the screen, but um, what what sets this movie apart is the kid. The kid's like a teenager, and he's a scrawny little kid. It's got to be like a buck fifty. And he starts going ape shit, and uh, it's like a guy and a, a lady and a guy trying to fight these Komodos, and all this suspense, and the Komodo almost gets him, but doesn't. And then this kid comes out, and he's like slaying these fucking Komodos like it's no tomorrow, like he's a ninja. And the Komodos are like bigger than him by like a thousand pounds, and he's like tying them up and cutting out their hearts and all kinds of shit. Um, totally made the movie. Oh, so off the wall. You guys highly recommended um, such a messed up movie. I assume you guys never watched it. <laughs> nah, you, you assume correct, man. <laughs> yeah, I've never seen that in my life. Well, you're um, in luck. I got the VHS. <laughs> but an, another film that Good. also could be true was also Human Centipede. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, the... Uh, I actually made a... I put the video up of the doctor describing the procedure on yeah. hard Depot like two years ago. Yeah. And, uh, it got like 300 likes in the past two weeks for some reason. So there you go. Human centipede making a comeback, baby. Yeah. I was really <laughs> weird. Um, so then my, 
that brings me to the book. Uh, I alternate one week. I'll do a monster. The other week I'll do book of the week. And uh, the book of the week this week was Vampire Legends of Rhode Island by Christopher Rodana. I think it was Christopher Rodana wrote that book. Um, really short book. It was like 75 pages. Uh, but it was really cool because we live in Rhode Island and it was all the vampires of Rhode Island. Um, all the vampires you've heard about and probably tons you have not heard about. Uh, it really went in depth. It actually had newspaper clippings uh, from uh, the journal, which is the longest running paper in Rhode Island. The um, yeah. Yep. Uh, back in the uh, 1900s and 1800s and stuff like actual clippings. Horror of, journal. Yeah. Yeah. That's the it. Longest running horror journal. We, we should start that. Be like the, lowest budget newspaper in Rhode Island. Um, yeah, so it was really cool to read up on local legends, and uh, it was very well researched, uh, very well done. Uh, he's, got, he's got interviews in there, like actual newspaper articles of the events that happened. It was, and it, it was really cool to see how the vampires have changed. Like in Rhode Island legend, the when somebody dies, they come back as a spirit and then suck the life out of them, out of uh, their family members. And uh, it was really interesting to see that uh, every case was pretty much the same. And then they would dig them up and burn, rip out their heart and burn it, uh, cut their head off and, and just mad, mad insanity. So it was really cool, really cool book, real short, but real good. So mercy Brown. Yep. Yeah, it went into uh, man. I, I wish I had it in front of me. I can't remember all of them, but it, it did go into. Yep, yep. That they it went into actually that lineage uh, had a couple of vampire yeah. uh, incidents, and then they moved to Connecticut. And it's funny, the Rhode Islanders moved to Connecticut across the border and brought all their vampire shit with them. <laughs> So it was cool to see that too. Uh, all the local Rhode Islanders messing up Connecticut. <laughs> so. <laughs> so I had um, like years ago, years ago, I had uh, gone around and I had tried to find the um, tombstones of all like the lo- the legends that I had like heard about at least. So I checked out like uh, the Tillinghast family, which was like on, it was almost on someone's property. I think when I went to go visit, those uh tombstones the family's tombstones the guy that like lives on the edge of the property was like doing something in his yard so it was like kind of kind of awkward um i've been to mercy brown i look i work down the road from mercy brown uh graves i i've gone there many times there's another one i'm trying to remember what it was it's over on like a it's at a meeting house um i cannot remember the freaking name of it and then there's one in uh, Smithfield that I just went to last year, and I can't remember the name of that guy either. But yeah, and it's quite a bit. We have a pretty uh, extensive history of vampires in Rhode Island. We actually have the highest vampire, like factual vampire stories in all the United States. So there you go. Cool. Very cool uh, feature. Oh, there. you know what? The guy's from Rhode Island. So uh, if that guy is still around, uh, we'll- Man, I when just you say around, name. do you mean like Christopher Rodana? Like in life, lives in Rhode Island. So if he's out there, reach out oh, to us. Oh, I if saying. anybody knows that guy, <laughs> okay. I didn't know what you meant when you said around, but okay, I got gotcha. um, <laughs> um Next up is our follower pick of the week. This is when all you little horror ghouls and ghosts. That sounds ridiculous. Um, you guys all like, <laughs> I don't know. You guys like, let me know what you guys think of uh, the questions I ask, the ridiculous questions I ask. Um, so our first one was asking you guys, what film best captures the fall season? And as you guys probably guessed, actually, no, I didn't guess. I would have guessed a different film, but, this one was right up there too. Uh, you guys picked trick or treat or trick or treat. Um, this one definitely captures the Halloween feel. Um, I think in each film, each of the films in this anthology, you know, they got 
pumpkins everywhere. They're, you know, trick-or-treating, they're decorating, whatever. It just, you know, totally feels like Halloween, fall season. Um, definitely a great, great, great pick. But I want to ask you guys, and I'll, I'll give mine at the end. Uh, what film do you guys feel captures the fall season or gets you guys in the mood for the fall season? Brandon, I'll start off with you. Uh, well, I'll go first. Well, since I got this like collector's edition movie called Jacko, I, I definitely start <laughs> off like each fall season with that. For film. sure, for sure. <laughs> Price is now definitely up to fifteen dollars for the fall season. <laughs> I got to build it up if I'm trying to sell this shit. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, but it's definitely uh, Halloween. You know, Halloween's definitely one of my go-to films around this time. Uh, even like Season of the Witch Part Three. Uh, I always break out Hollow Gate, which isn't really a well-known film, but uh, one of my all-time faves. Josh, uh, I was just at, this is the film I was just asking you about, right? Yeah. Do you have an idea? Yeah, I got the. If you want to borrow it, let me know. Yes. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I, I I watch that not every year, um, but a lot. Uh, yeah. it's one of my old school faves for the Halloween season. Not a really good film. It looks good, but it's a, it's okay. Um, and then I watch the uh, Spooky Skeletons all the time. The dance. You know the old cartoon from the 20s where the skeletons yeah. dance? Yeah. And the owl. And he's like, I watch that with Max every year. So that's cool. usually what we do before we go trick-or-treating. <laughs> so, so we have done that for 10 years. This will be the 10th year that we've done that. So. Very cute, man. Very cute. As far as like movies that get me in the fall season, uh, I'm with Brandon though, as far as the Halloween movies. So one thing that like always sticks in my mind about trick, like going trick or treating or even just Halloween night is having, um, USA was a USA that used to do like Shocktober, and it would, you know, they always would just play the original Halloween on Halloween. So I always kind of associate that with Halloween, obviously, but also like more recently I found myself watching Halloween four. Um, and somebody did vote for this when we did it. It was like that opening scene of like the, of Haddonfield is like, it's amazing. It's like, it just captures the fall season perfectly. It's like everything about that. It's like a dreary, it's a dreary day. You know, there's all like these Halloween decorations in the town. If you have never noticed it, like watch Halloween 4 and go back and like just pay attention to that opening sequence. It is really good. Um, but yeah, so those, that, I thought that was a, you know, after I was done, I was like, oh, that's kind of a cool question to get like responses of because some people really, you know, gave some interesting ones. So I know Trick or Treat was a great response, but some of the other ones I got were like, you know, I was a little surprised about. And then the next follower pick was what is the best Vincent Price film? So, I mean, there's a crap load of Vincent Price films. I guess this was like kind of expected. It got a pretty overwhelming reply, but I actually, this, this question got the most replies that I've gotten in, in months. Um, people really love Vincent Price for obvious reasons. The dude is a freaking legend. Um, he really like encompasses Halloween to me. You hear his voice and you just think all things spooky. Um, but the film that everybody picked was House on Haunted Hill, which is an absolute classic. And I'm hoping, yeah, I, I, yeah I, I imagine you guys both seen House on Haunted Hill. Um, I just recently learned a cool fact about House on Haunted Hill, which I didn't know. So I don't know if any of you guys have watched that Cursed Films that is on Shudder, but it's also now on AMC. It's just a it's a series that they that started on Shutter, but now it's like I said, it's on AMC. But it's like taking movies that have like known like these like folklore of like curses around them, and they discuss them in detail. So like The Exorcist or whatever. But they did a Poltergeist episode, and there's the whole theory of the, the Poltergeist films being cursed. And one of those theories is because the the use of actual skeletons, like real life skeleton like skeletons that they used in the scene and like when she goes into the pool and then they said it's actually not uncommon for them to use real skelet like real human skeletons in films because they're cheaper than actually recreating a skeleton to make it look lifelike so in house of haunted hill when you see that dangling skeleton that's a real human skeleton that's not just a prop okay 
So I, I thought that was kind of cool. I didn't realize that it totally, I mean, you know, I always assumed it was a prop. So hearing that, I thought it was pretty cool. Um, but then I also want to, that also leads me to one more thing I want to tell you guys. So a little bit of like a uh, confession for myself is I realized last year I'd never actually seen Poltergeist either. And this has nothing to do with House on Haunted Hill. Uh, so I just watched the original. Yeah. I just oh, watched man. it for the first time the other day. Um, growing up, I always thought I saw it, but I, then I realized last year I only saw Poltergeist three. I, three. I thought part three was part one when I was a kid. I didn't know. The original. Yeah. Cause I, wait, like, wait a minute. Was that your big news? That was my big news. <laughs> oh, now I owe Grant the $10. I thought you were going to come out of the closet. Yeah. Yeah. It's coming out month, man. <laughs> Our fans are disappointed. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, dudes. I mean, everybody. Yeah. No, well, sorry, um, everybody. Not just well, good. What, what, so what did you think of it? Oh, I liked it a lot, actually. Um, but I'm not going to yeah. lie. I loved, I loved part three. <laughs> I thought part three was good. All right. So there was a couple parts. I was like, the tree is cheesy. <laughs> and the uh, no. the clown, it was like, I thought there was going to be more with that clown because in like the remake, the clown is like the poster of the remake. So I thought the clown had a big part mm-hmm. and it like had this one part. Well, that was always a part that stuck out when like when we were kids, you know what I mean? Like, right. because like when you try to go to bed and that fucking clown, it's like creepy, yeah. just sitting in the chair, just like, just like, you know what I mean? Like when you're a kid and you have like, like a chair and then you have fucking folded clothes, like hanging up or your closet in your room. That that's what it kind of like represented. Even so, though, of course, Dave. Now that now that you're 35 years old, yeah. how old you are? Watching Poltergeist for the first time, it's not gonna hit the same. <laughs> <I'm sorry>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it didn't. I guess it didn't. Well, even that cursed films, the guy like had uh, one of the guys they interviewed had the had the clown doll, and he's like, "Oh, people see this and they're like, why would you ever want that in your house?'" So I was expecting it to be something scary. Um, yeah. I mean, but it, you know, it is what it is. It's still a good film. I liked it a lot. It's, mm-hmm. I was actually struck by, I didn't realize how much of a uh, Steven Spielberg movie that was, but it has all mm-hmm. the feels of like E.T. and like typical Steven Spielberg, like um, kid, you know, his kid based movies where it's like the music and I don't know. It just had the feels of like E.T. to me or something like that. I don't know. Here's a uh, little known fact about that film. Uh, Walmart actually is able to edit their films. Yeah. Uh, and they, they usually don't edit horror movies, but they did edit that film. If you buy it at Walmart, the clown scene is actually cut as well as like two or three other scenes on the Walmart release DVD. I actually, uh, somebody picked it up for me and I watched it and, there's a couple of blue screens throughout the movie. So whoever edited it obviously did not do a very good job. Um, but there are, it, it, it's legit. Like I think a minute and a half shorter than every other version. So I don't know why the Walmart one is edited, but it is. So okay. if, if you're listening, don't buy Poltergeist at Walmart. Apparently they edited it. And if I'm mistaken, uh, Walmart, you can feel free to reach out to PVD Horror and correct me, but I I bought the DVD and I returned it because it was edited. Oh, cool. Um, All right. So those were our follower picks of the week. Thank you to everybody who votes religiously and gives me long, long write-ups about the films. You guys are awesome. Uh, Doom, Doom Buggy 72, you are amazing at writing these things. Brandon, I don't know if did you check out how long that was and like how much effort that like he put towards that one. I was like, the last one. Yeah. Now did you you had to put that up in the story, right? I did because I mean, so yeah, I had to edit like I had to trim down a lot of the long ones. But that dude, Mm -hmm. like he's done this a few times, and I'm like, wow, that's cool. Like that he takes the time to write those, and he's not the only one. But like that one just stuck out because it was last week. Um, like that's, that's cool when you guys do that. So I really appreciate it. And, you know, I'm glad to put, be able to put that in the story so people can see the, you know, the effort. Um, just a few shout outs before we wrap up today. So starting off with Dallas Jackson, the writer, director of Thriller and welcome to sudden death. Um, we have our last episode that we did with him was an interview. So definitely make sure you guys check that out. Super interesting dude. Um, hope you guys enjoy that. 
Josh, you had you wanted to shout out a few? Yeah, uh, thanks Dallas Jackson, of course. His, his movie's still in the top 10 on Netflix, so that's cool. Uh, big shout out to my brother, Chuckles the Clown, for having me on his show, uh, Spur of the Moment. Somebody canceled, he called me up, hey, can you promote your stuff? So I did that. Uh, shout out to him. Uh, shout out to Rhode Island Free Radio. Uh, they've been real cool to us. Uh, and it looks like they're going through some changes and some stuff. So I wish them all the best. And, uh, that's all I got for that. Sounds good. All right. I, I, uh, just wanted to shout out, um, uh, phantasm 420, AKA Amanda. Um, thanks for helping out with, uh, the killer prince, uh, pushing those over at the mad monster, uh, conventions, also wanted to shout out Angel at the Strange Show and the rest of the crew over there. Um, make sure you guys check out their podcast. Um, definitely worth uh, the listen. You guys will definitely enjoy that. Super entertaining. And lastly, I want to shout out once again, Satanic Panic 81 um, for theme music. Definitely check out his album, Mara. Um, that music is very, very cool. So guys, check that out. All right. So this has been... Uh, <laughs> quite the episode definitely uh, rather long sorry about that guys but i uh, appreciate it if you guys have made it this long thanks again for listening glad you made it to the end this is joshua this is dave and this is brandon have a good night yeah and to those people i say you know you, you're boring what are you doing with your life you're not making film. <laughs> you know rob zombie <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting in a parking lot in the middle of the night making a podcast. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>